This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast with Megan Barcelia and Christopher Gonzalez. Today we will be discussing our weekend workshop in Reno, Nevada, July 2019. We departed on Friday? Technically, technically, it was Friday night. Uh, we ended up stopping in Sacramento for the night and dancing a little bit at Stoney's Rock and Rodeo. And we stayed in, in Sacramento. So Reno from our home is about a four and a half hour drive. Stoney's is anywhere from like an hour and 45 minutes to two hours. So it really broke up the drive halfway through. So we decided to stay in Sacramento that night with our friend Natalie as well. And then the next morning we met up with our fourth companion and that would be Mr. Keith. And we headed on to Reno Saturday morning. I'd say probably about 11 or 12 or maybe even a little bit later, depending on our getting food and Starbucks and uh, getting gas and prepping and whatnot. Also, shout out to the Sure Stay, I want to say motel, I don't think it was a hotel, uh, for being as close as it was to Stoney's Rock and Rodeo. I had no idea that they were as nearby as they were, and I will definitely be keeping that in mind for future travel um, yes. involving an overnight stay after Stoney's. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Victorian Inn was a different experience. That's where we stayed once we got to Reno. Um, they, I thought, had some interesting features to them, um, different from my other Reno stays in the past, which typically are at, let's say, Motel 6, Vagabond Inn, usual chains. Victorian Inn, I've never, I've never been uh, at quite a unique location. For example... Old school keys. Do we remember hotels and motels that had actual keys with keychains and are not magnetic strip keys? Uh, no, I've never actually stayed at a place where we've used an actual door key the way you would at your house or your car or anything like that. Um, so that was a different experience. Mm-hmm. And they had like what you'd see in like old school movies where they have the triangular keychain on it that lists the room number. So that was different. Um, I would definitely describe it looking like a dollhouse. Hmm. So I don't know about you, but that was the easiest way for me to describe that. I, I, I liked that it was so conveniently um, located neighboring a fire station. <laughs> it's way off in the distance. It looked like there was some kind of smoke billowing, and it is July, so uh, I felt safe and protected. Yes. Yes, it definitely yeah. helped having the fire station located where it was. Mm-hmm. So after, you know, reconnecting, because we don't always get to see Keith, and of course, you know, Natalie works during the week, um, you know, just having having a bit of time to, to hang out, we made our way much later in, in the day to Grand Sierra Resort. Uh, they start their day at 10 p.m. for dancing. And I think on previous trips, we've gone to Novi. Uh, we didn't we didn't do that this time. But um, 
you know, overall the dance scene in Reno tends to get going in the later, later evening, especially on Saturdays. Yeah. So we did that and uh, hopefully we'll have time to recap our adventure there. It was nice. I always enjoy seeing DJ Jeremy um, and, you know, just getting to see the people who go out to GSR and dancing and whatnot. But I'm going to back up just ever so slightly. Part of the reason as to why we wanted to have this fun getaway trip was not only because we haven't been there in a while and we do miss our friends, but we wanted to host a workshop and bring some new dances to Reno. Whether they like them and, and want to keep them or not is totally up to them, but we just wanted to give them that option of exposure. So on Thursday and Friday, I was working very closely with our friend Dustin, who hosts Sunday nights at Little Waldorf Saloon for lessons in line dancing. And I was trying to find out if he knew a place in which we would be able to actually host a workshop and get some dances exposed. And fortunately, he was able to work it out with Little Waldorf that they cleared the area that they use for dancing and made it available to us at 4.30 instead of their usual start time at 6. So that was nice. It Obviously, with me and Chris being who we are, we would have loved to start at like 11 in the morning. But, you know, an hour and a half was still very welcome that they were willing to work with us. Mm-hmm. And we definitely have plans for the future to do this. Mm-hmm. So... We did have a really nice, fun breakfast at Black Bear Diner, and we went to a art ch- or a street art chalk festival with music and definitely had some fun doing some line dances to not only a playlist of sorts, but also to the live uh, blues band. I don't specifically recall the name off the top of my head. I think it was David or Darren... It was David Gerald, Gerald, sorry, David Gerald, my apologies. Um, And we had a lot of fun. We hung out with the the band for probably like 15, 20 minutes afterwards, just, you know, talking and exploring the options of possibly meeting up again in the future. That sounded like a lot of fun to me. And then we headed over to our workshop. Dancing out on exposed asphalt to live music in the heat of July in Reno was definitely a cardio experience. And that is probably, I can't imagine when it would be other than this. That was probably the longest I've ever danced Shady. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that was like a seven minute version of the song. (laughs) Yeah, we were dancing it to um, Voodoo Child. We We used our BPM Chi Chi, which one of these days we will you know, put out a guide for, uh, for, for all those of you who like to dance at live music events. And among other dances we did were Case for Kicks, uh, The Wolf. We did My Uber Driver to the song Pride and Joy. Uh, country, well, and and uh, during the intermission of the blues set, we, we were able to get some uh, dances in from Classics Night, uh, which we had actually done just last Thursday. Uh, I know that we while it was on shuffle, we're able to do country as can be and other upbeat ones, I remember. Um, and ones that I think Keith and Natalie knew. Yeah, um, I don't remember 
off the top of my head right now what other ones we did um, during the intermission, but I do know we also did uh, Ice for You. Uh, I Love a Rainy Night was one of them. Um, That one, see, one of the things that I really enjoyed about doing these uh, these classics songs and they were very generous in really just turning over the entire playlist to us and trusting that we were going to take out any songs with swears or anything controversial of that nature um they because they they um they kind of i don't want to say put us on the spot but like said oh yeah go, go right ahead and the most recent set that we danced was from classics night we knew we were going to get a lot of popular, upbeat country music, safe for the kids, safe for the whole family. And uh, now that I have the, the list in front of me from my last.fm profile, I can see that we did Alley Cat to Cornell Crawford by Katie Oslin. We did Ghost Train to the original Ghost Train by Australia's Tornadoes. Then we did I Love a Rainy Night. Uh, we did Country Walkin', which you just taught, uh, to the song Giddy On Up by Laura Bell Bundy. Then we did Country As Can Be. And... Those those dances there, I thought, were representative of what people could probably jump in on at a live music event like this, even though we didn't really have people jumping in, because um, I don't know if they knew really what was going on. They didn't know who we were or whether it was allowed. Somebody said that she was tempted to, but she didn't really mess up what we had going. These dances showed people there are interesting patterns and they're not totally outside the realm of possibility. We didn't do anything crazy like gyrate or Cadillac ride or, or uh, anything with a lot of um, practice required to really get it down. These are the kind of dances that you might see on any Saturday night in like, you know, 2001 or, or whatnot. You know? uh, well, let's see some of these. Uh, let's say 2009, because of course, Classic Night, our cutoff was about 10 years. Um, I, I, I really like when people are exposed to line dance for the first time and can have a positive impression of it because you really never know where that's going to go from there. They might see that and and ask us afterward, hey, what was that? Was that a performance? Or was that a class? And then when we tell them it's line dance, they can Google line dance in my area and you have, I don't want to say a new addict, but a new member of the family. Yes, definitely. Let's uh, put a nice spin on that yeah. one. Um, I know that we got asked a lot afterwards and we were able, since we were going to be going to Little Waldorf, we were able to plug Little Waldorf later that evening too and say, hey, yeah, no, they have dancing every Sunday with lessons starting at this. Um, you should come out tonight if you don't have anything planned kind of situation. So I definitely enjoyed that. I love the idea of being out at a festival and live music and just letting loose like that and just kind of being surprised and seeing what you can come up with because that's no two experiences are going to be the same when it comes to live music in that kind of format. I also just remembered um, your intuition kicked in on one of the dances because it was a blues set. Uh, One of the dances that I tapped out the beats per minute for, I think it came up like 126. And I, you know, was scanning, looking at different dances, but you were already on it and started dancing Eyes for You, and go figure, that was the tempo for that <laughs> dance. Uh, it hit really well. And if you're ever, let's say you're out at some festival, and you think, well, they're not playing country, they're not playing rock, I really don't know what to do to blues. 
48 counts, ice for you is probably going to work. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, once the blues started playing, I was like, oh, please play one that I can do ice for you for. Because first of all, I love that song. I love the dance. And I think Joe did an amazing job on it. So I will. I, I just enjoy that one so much. And I was like, I read a blues you know, I don't want to say festival, but we're at a music festival where they're playing blues, so I don't get very many options to dance to blues. And I just knew, I was like, one of these songs, it's got to work. I was actually really, really pleasantly surprised when uh, my Uber driver worked for Pride and Joy, and it worked really well. So I was very, very happy with that. One of the things I do want to mention was my wardrobe was definitely meant to be in the sun and sweating. My shoes, however, were not. I was wearing my Target Tom's knockoff slip-on shoes and my feet felt like they were burning on that asphalt with some of those songs because of how long blues tends to go on because you get those great guitar riffs and everything, so yeah. Definitely going to rethink the footwear option for my next random travel event. Yeah, definitely same. I have uh, a couple, uh, I, mean, I have, let's say, three pairs of shoes I typically go through in a week. One is my dress shoe, my, my, my pair of dress shoes, which I have long ago learned to never dance in again because I've split heels uh, while dancing in my dress shoes and you know, super glue doesn't really do it. You just gotta go bare, buy a new pair of shoes. Uh, so, okay, no, no dress shoes. Um, Boots, you know, I can still dance in boots in a pinch if it's a country event. Uh, I, I'd like having that texture and stability, but I, I don't feel like they grip me as tightly as shoes with laces, uh, so I don't wear them very often. So that just leaves my dance shoes, which would not have been appropriate on asphalt, uh, or my nice street shoes that have a little bit of traction and grip to them, and my other pair of street shoes, which have grown smooth with use and are starting to wear a little in the ball of the foot area. I happened to be wearing the ones with traction. As we did those heel grinds at the top of every wall of Shady for seven minutes, I could feel the lifespan of those shoes going down as the traction became smoother and smoother. Um, I, I had not anticipated dancing uh, as much as we did, as hard as we did, with as much energy as we did outside in a parking lot at a live music event. Um, and if I had, I, I, I probably would have worn cowboy boots. I would have been okay just yeah. messing those up and resoling them somewhere for 20 bucks and then messing them up again as as we once did. Yeah, I was I was halfway tempted when originally packing to grab a pair of cowboy boots. But I was like, you never dance in cowboy boots unless it's a genuine themed event. And the last time I danced in cowboy boots, I think, was at um, Stagecoach back in April. So I, it just doesn't really occur to me. But I was like, oh, you know, you kind of go on, but no, it's okay. This this next time, if I have that inkling, I'm just going to listen to my gut and I'm going to go with it. And I'm just going to bring them along, especially if we're driving, because what, what does it matter? <laughs> yeah, and, and um, with driving, you can even, I mean, they're like practically slippers. If you're doing a long drive, you can just pull them on, pull them off. Um, and, you know, a tied shoe that fits for walking you know, is less convenient to do that uh, for when you're, you know, feeling it on cruise control. Also, two notes that came to mind. 
David mentioned the blues being all about love, loss, and redemption. I thought that was an interesting way to remember the theme of blues music. And the other thing was uh, Keith came up, our, our friend Keith Anderson, he came up with an idea that if anyone would like to you know, take and run with, feel free. Uh, he, he thought it would be fun to have these networks of dancers <clears throat> throughout the country so that live music artists can recruit their local line dance class, whoever it is. You know, if, if, if they're in Sonoma County, maybe they can Google it and then find, oh, the Kicking Country Girls might be free that weekend. We should get them to dance at our event. Or if they're out in Brandon Zahorsky's neck of the woods, then they can, they can find him and say, hey, would, would a few of your dancers want to come out and dance at our, you know, whatever the themed festival is for that. You know, we did not think Chalk Art and Music Festival would become you know, line dance to all of our classics day uh, in Reno, but this is, this is what happens with the music. If you have a, a beats per minute cheat sheet and you have a, a few options that you can dance confidently to other songs, uh, and this could happen all over the country if there were a way to reach these pockets of dancers. So if you know of a way to get people organized, maybe through Facebook or Eventbrite or, or some, some other networking uh, medium, then please get us organized and everyone will benefit. The live, the live music artists will be guaranteed uh, a group of dancers because as, as somebody who plays guitar, especially if you're out there on a hot day and no, no one's dancing, no one's singing along, you wonder what you're doing wrong if, if you, know, you start blaming yourself about it. Um, I'm fortunate because I play inside air-conditioned buildings, but uh, you, know, you want people to be engaged and you don't know that they're all going to want to partner dance if they know how to partner dance in the sun on parking lots. Line dancers are a special breed and we will dance anywhere, anytime <laughs> if there's a good beat. Um, so having that network gives us a place to dance when there might otherwise not be one in an underserved area with no country bar. And it gives the live music guaranteed engagement, which also becomes infectious for other people so that casual passersby may decide to jump in on a, a case for kicks or swinging thing or other absolute beginner dance. Yeah, I certainly noticed when we first started, there was only like maybe, maybe a handful of people sitting under this giant tent at these tables just kind of listening to the music. And as we started dancing, more and more people were walking in and sitting down and watching. And that, although I'm more about the more people dancing, the merrier, I also enjoy the idea that people get to just enjoy a, a afternoon out with entertainment of all sorts. One of the things I really appreciated about uh, David up on stage was he would actually call out and thank us anytime we went out and danced to his songs. So we didn't dance to all of them, but we did dance to quite a few of them. And, you know, he would acknowledge the fact that this is what it's about. It's about friendship and being out and celebrating life and, you know, that kind of vibe. And he would always acknowledge us and say, that was fun to watch, wasn't it? You know, and so he really engaged the crowd as well and used the idea of us as entertainers to add to his set and his his vibe of music. So I really appreciated that. And I do know that, I believe it's either today or tomorrow, they're in Oregon. So if we get this network thing going, it really is a possibility. 
And uh, I think after that, they are in Colorado, but it'll be when we are not there. Yes, unfortunately. it's afterwards. I think it's afterwards. Yeah. Uh, also, one thing I especially, I, just to, you know, call you guys out, the, the other three dancers who are out there, I liked that you all, you all stuck with it. As long as Shady was, and as intense of a choice as that was, uh, which we didn't anticipate would go on as long as it did, um, nobody bailed out. Nobody said, okay, well, I'm going to just you know break the seal. I'll be the one to go sit down and get water. Everyone stuck with it, so props to y'all. Yeah, at a certain point, I told myself, okay, challenge accepted. <laughs> You're going to finish this dance. If it's the last thing you do, and I looked at my watch at one point, knowing that his set ended at 3, and it was 3.02, and I'm like, okay, it's got to end any second now, so just keep dancing, just keep having fun, just keep smiling. It's okay. You don't have to do 110% on this one dance. Just look like you're enjoying yourself because guess what? You are. You're having fun because this is a new experience. But I was quite, quite appreciative when that song came to its conclusion. There were some fake outs, too. There, there was a part where it got quiet and, uh, okay, cool, I can, like tone down some of my movements and like explore shady for more of its subtleties and then it started to pick back i'm like all right here we go we're getting to the end i'm gonna just you know blast this thing you know across the parking lot and put it all out out, out through my muscles and then i think he, he made some like closing uh, remarks and thoughts about the overall uh festival I'm like, oh no <laughs> it wasn't over yet but uh, you know that i, I just kind of brought it back to about a middle like okay Let's see about like technical movements, precision, you know, focusing on something different every time, keeping it fresh. Yeah, pretty much. I was in that same boat. I was like, okay, all right, it's building up. Let's let's throw everything you got at it. It's got to end soon. Oh, just kidding. Okay, let's tone it down. Let's tone it down because you don't know how much longer this is going to go. But yeah, I was in the same boat. After that, we hydrated heavily. Um, I think we all needed Walgreens uh, like as immediately as we could find it. And we loaded up on electrolytes. And I think I brought my jug of water, what's left of it, uh, with me. Uh, yeah. It, it, uh, it was one of those very well-earned rests before we went into the proper you know, workshop mode of dance after uh, having our experience in the wild. Yes. So it was definitely a memory that I will cherish for a very long time. And I have so many videos that I still need to edit and pictures that I'm very, very grateful for. But the purpose of this wild and crazy adventure weekend was the Waldorf and the workshop. And we got there and we kind of had a bunch of ideas of what we wanted to teach originally and what possibly we could interest them in. And I played around with a couple ideas. I knew I wanted to teach Lily Like I Love You by Darren Bailey because they love Darren dances in Reno. And that's probably one of my favorite right now. Um, I, I really enjoy just how accessible it is, but how different it is at the same time. Uh, the music is fun and it hits really, really well. So I'm really glad that I had the opportunity to learn it. And now I've taught it a couple times. Uh, but when we first got there, I was still on the, okay, how, what order should I do my teaches in and everything? And you had the brilliant idea to warm them up with a beginner dance. Oh, yes. This was a party in the back. Uh, 
I, I, I knew I wanted to be respectful of everyone's time. And as it, you know, 4.30 turned into 4.35, I thought, yeah, these people, they came expecting to, to get started with dancing. And, you know, at that point, some of them were there early enough that they had been sitting for a little while. And I f- figured this was a good dance to just get people up on their feet. And I still didn't really have uh, one demo teach uh, that I wanted to have out there completely representative of the dance. So this gave me an opportunity to, I mean, you know, with the help of your camera, uh, record a full teach and demo so that it can be released at long last after you know it's already been taught at Marathon. Um, and you know, that demo, which I, I had a chance to watch earlier today, features all three of the songs that uh, that it, it will you know, work to, depending on your demographic, whether it's in the Cool, Cool, Cool of the Evening by Frank Sinatra uh, for maybe a senior group or Party for really anyone, because it's just an upbeat party song, or Tour Back by Moonshine Bandits for your country bar crowd. Um, it, it's, a, I think, a versatile set of steps and you have a, a range of music options from which to pull. Uh, I look forward to seeing how, how that goes online. Um, I mean, you, you really did a great job with formatting and editing and, and putting all the relevant information in there. So hopefully it'll be something that people can, can use as their reference if they need a beginner teach in a pinch. Um, after that, once the, the crowd was warmed up, we moved on to LIL. Yeah, so I was able to start that one pretty immediately after your lesson came to a conclusion. Because uh, we were looking at time, and I was like, okay, cool, I have plenty of time to teach this. I don't know how fast they're going to pick it up or how many reps I'm going to need. Uh, but they, they did a really good job of, of going through it. I know I did the first wall and then I did it to music once just so they can have a feel. Cause I know sometimes it doesn't make sense until you hear it with the beat and you're like, Oh, that's why that clicks like that. Why the hitch is there or why that grind is there or something like that. Then we went and practiced the back wall a couple times. Then we did a couple walls back and forth and then we did the whole dance and people seem to really respond to both your party in the back and then me teaching Lily. So I was really pleased that at least so far we had those two options as a choice. And when I was concluded with mine, um, I immediately turned the mic back over to you and you started your second lesson of the night. And that was Turbo Twang, which I had just taught recently at the Classics Night that we hosted, uh, that Line Dance <clears throat> podcast hosted on Thursday at Hamong Tavern in Nevada. Having that teach so fresh in my memory made it easier to move through the teach fluidly as I think I ironed out most of any kinks that there might have been on that previous Thursday. We had a list of dance options to teach, uh, some of which I had not taught in several years, say New Flow, and only had a chance to dance recently. I knew that they would like it, but that'll probably have to be for next time. I really like going into teachers feeling more prepared. And uh, with Turbo Twang, I had an opportunity to do that following Classics Night. I also knew that they, in Reno, like their upbeat kind of uh, rock feeling music, whether it's rock or pop. And they will do song switches for dances like Groovy Love, um, 
they'll draw from dances on the charts that focus on dance and blood pumping and adrenaline more so than like elegance or you know, pensiveness. And oh well, yeah, Funk and Feel it's an example of another one that they they have song switched um, because they like the dance, they like the movements, and this is their way of keeping that dance going uh, just to a different song option. Also. I was about to say, also, uh, it, it gives them the opportunity to take out tags if necessary, if the original song has tags, but they still use the same tag. They just put it on a different wall where it was needed in uh, in their song change option, which I thought was very clever. Yes. Kind of like uh, with Can't Walk Away to um, Stay. Yes. Turbo Twang, I also personally like seeing uh, as it... Uh, you know, with it being set to burn into the ground, as it does give proper credit to Peter Metalnik and Max Perry, uh, whereas like some places you might see burn into the ground listed as burn into the ground, and people will not have any idea where that came from, or you know, who is to thank for putting out the step patterns that lie therein. Um, by teaching it as turbo twang, they still get the fun of dancing to that song, that very intense rock song by Nickelback, Burn It to the Ground, and they can then also, if they feel like it, you know, send an email to Max Perry or Peter Mantenlik, who is still active in the dance scene uh, in the UK, and then they, they have the joy of knowing that their dance is still being danced. If somebody says, hey, yeah, we, we do your dance and we throw in a high kick because it makes it that much more intense with this song, then they can also see that people are making it their own, which can be fun for a choreographer um, when you've danced the same way for 20 years. You like seeing a little bit of variation um, if people are really feeling that change. After Turbo Twang, we moved on to, I think as, as it was described, a new hot dance on the circuit. Uh, <laughs> I am so hot, hot, hot. Yes, I definitely set that one up that way. <laughs> I said, I have a brand new hot dance. Because, mm-hmm. man, you definitely sweat after that one. Um, now, I originally was thinking of possibly teaching Ain't Misbehaving. Which I love that dance. And I was hesitant about teaching it because I've never actually taught it before. Like, I know it well enough that I can break down the steps, but like you said, I really like going into a teach feeling prepared for just about anything that could come up. So when I was looking at the steps, I went over the steps, I was like, okay, and then. I noticed what we had going flow-wise. And you did the three different with the party in the back. And then I had that fun kind of interesting sound with Lily. And then you did the rock with Nickelback for uh, um, Turbo Twang. I was trying to call it something else. I knew that that was not the right name. (laughs) But I decided I'm going to switch it up and really throw them a curveball. And I'm going to do some (laughs) K-pop. I also know that they actually really like Rebecca Lee dances in Reno. I know they do Chunky, and I know they do Clap Snap, and I believe our new our new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think they were looking at one or two others of hers. I don't know if they've circulated enough yet for me to say that they do them there yet or not. So I was like, this is another option for them to learn a brand new Rebecca Lee dance before it's even been officially released. And so I decided to teach mine and Rebecca's dance, I'm So Hot, 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 
the nice thing about this was I did just recently teach it back home at the senior community intermediate class. So I had a fresh teach under my belt and I'm teaching it in an upcoming event, Pike Speak Line Dance. So I was very excited about the idea of getting one more practice, kind of iron out those last little kinks in there for a teach. And I already had the experience under my belt, so it wasn't a brand new teach for me either. So that was definitely more inclined to my reasoning. And I got out there and it's a fun dance. It's a weird dance because it's three walls. We never danced it to the three o'clock wall. And it's three A's, two B's, three A, your four count tag, four B's, and then eight counts or a little bit over eight counts of the last B into a pose. And so I knew that they would, they would be worked a little bit. So I had them take a water break prior to this because they just did turbo twang and they just learned two other dances prior to that. So I was like, you know what? Get a water break. It's cool. We still have a half an hour. We can breathe through this. So I said, as soon as you're done, join me on the floor. So they all joined me on the floor after that. And we started. I was definitely teaching them slower than the pace of the music. And as I was almost done with B, someone asked me what the real pace was. So then I showed them what the real pace was. And he was like, oh, I knew you were teaching it slower. <laughs> like, I definitely am. So fortunately, I have an amazing dance partner who knows how to use his DJ program to slow it down in the beginning and speed it up gradually to full speed as the music progresses. So by the time we were actually ready to dance the dance all the way through, we started it definitely slower. And we kind of got the flow going and they kind of got a rhythm of it. And I noticed you'd slowly speed it up and slowly speed it up. And before you know it, we were doing it full speed and they were definitely working. And I was thoroughly impressed because we finished our workshop at 558 mm -hmm. which gave two minutes until the official dance night started for Dustin's night so I was very pleased with us because we didn't go over and we didn't hog into anybody else's time but we also had that two minutes for people to breathe and get a break after my lesson of I'm so hot 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 and I do know that there was a few people who really really enjoyed it and wanted it played again and I told them that I would definitely send Dustin the step sheet so that he has access to it. And then I'll let you know once it's officially released, which should be shortly here. I believe Rebecca and I are finally kind of getting to the point of where we would uh, like to release it. Sadly, my video teach did not turn out quite so well, only because of lighting and where I positioned the camera was not ideal and whatnot. So I will have to find another option. So I might go back to the uh, senior center on uh, Tuesday and re-record. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. I'm determined to get a good teach on this one, though, because I, I want I want to do I want to do it proud because I really really enjoy the dance. Um, I do know that one of my friends was like, "Well, I'm not really into K-pop," but once she took the lesson, she was like, "Oh my god, that was actually so much fun! I was surprised. I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I did, but I love it." So that made me feel really, really good. 
that she was willing to try it for one, but that she actually enjoyed herself doing the dance. So I think that has a lot to do with the wonderful stylings of Miss Rebecca Lee and how she hears music. Because it was a great time working with her and a blast putting this dance together with her. And she certainly gave me a new perspective on how to rework dances so that they hit a little bit better. In those two minutes, uh, I went up to Dustin and asked him if we'd have time for about a 30-second teach. And he said, oh, yeah, sure, yeah, as long as it's quick. Uh, So... I knew I would not have uh, time for a full teach of right by my slide, which I had been iffy about teaching in the first place, but uh, would have needed a few more minutes for at least three minutes. And we only had two. So instead, uh, the other one that I thought they would enjoy up in Reno, perhaps as an alternative to Wobble, uh, <laughs> is Dim Jeans. Because they love Dim Jeans. D-E-M Jeans by Ms. Georgia Griffin. Uh, in our area, they requested it to an Oaks and Hot Monk and occasionally it's danced on the circuit. You'll probably see it at Windy City, Line Dance Mania, hosted by Marcus Senza in October. And people can learn that just from being talked through it once uh, during the song being played. I actually did give them the 30 seconds of talking through without music and then we just jumped right in. I didn't tell them about the jumping uh, until as we got closer to the jumping, that they would be jumping right then. I didn't say oh, it's on the wall six or twelve or whatever. I just said you know right heel, right heel, left heel, left heel, heel and touch, heel and touch, push it forward, push it, push it, and then um, you know walk, 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 booty, 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 turn, booty, 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 and then I, I think you just do back, 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 and it restarts. I didn't tell them you will replace these counts with these other counts. It's just, listen to the music, jump. Listen to the music, wiggle. Listen to the music, and lay, lean back. I hope we have a video of that somewhere. I'm sure. Oh, you know what Patsy does? Patsy Medeiros uh, recorded me talking through this one. I would recommend looking that one up on YouTube. Dem Jeans as a wobble alternative, perhaps, we'll say. That was my last turbo teach slash just dancing it through of the night before we got into our main playlist. Yes, and they, they definitely enjoyed that one, that was for sure. We had some younger folks there, and they were very enthusiastic about it. Mm-hmm. And then we got into our night, which was really, really... It was fun for me, it was enjoyable, it was different, even though there was still similar dances and I think for the most part it was a good mix the way I think we have a good mix at Twin Oaks or Hot Monk Mm -hmm. because you get a lot of the challenging dances or the circuit style or however you want to word those and then you get some of your very familiar ones I think Dustin did a really good job of putting together these this kind of night and keeping it going mm-hmm. all right one thing that I would definitely like to point out about uh, the sets at Little Waldorf and GSR just overall uh, would be partner dancing 
there is a lot of partner dancing available. And I know that just recently I saw a post on Facebook from somebody in San Diego saying that there aren't enough places to two-step and that to do with like a two-step workshop, he, he was saying, well, why, you know, why do a two-step workshop when there just aren't places to two-step? Like, where are you even going to dance it? And I think Byron was wise in, in saying, well, that, that may be true. There, there might not be as many options as we would all prefer in the partner dancing community. Uh, however, the solution seems to be, I mean, it, it would be like a step backward to say, um, let's do even less of it and less teaching of it because there aren't that many places. On the flip side of that, maybe the more people who learn how to do it, uh, the more demand there will be. And so the more venues will be created or uh, will be altered to fit more partner dancing. Going down the line at Little Waldorf, I see, I'm just gonna tally these. Two-step, 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 two-step at 9.55 p.m., two-step, and that appears to be all of them. So I think if I didn't uh, miscount, there were 10, at least 10 two-steps and lots of, oh, and I should say, some of these two-steps would be back-to-back with other two-steps. So you'd be doing two two two-step songs in a row. So this might even have been 20 different dances all with two-step. If you are a San Diego resident and you are considering visiting Reno because there is so much line dance overlap and because there are so many opportunities to partner dance with many people who are very happy to interchange, mix and match. I would say, since we're probably going to be there in November, November could be a good month for uh, you San Diegans to visit as well. It's, uh, it's, it's a bit of a distance, I guess you could say, because they are so far north and San Diego is so far south. Uh, however, there is a flight, as I just pulled up, uh, on Alaska in November, uh, in the first weekend of November, which I don't think we are otherwise occupied for. Uh, we'll probably be there first or second weekend of November. Um, there is a flight from Alaska Airlines that leaves from San Diego at 6 p.m. and arrives at 7, 9 or 9.20 p.m. And of course, as we just discussed, the dance night starts on a Friday, let's say, at 10 p.m. So for $247 round trip, you can get there in time for lots of dancing and then get home at the end of the weekend, just make a whole weekend out of it and see what, uh, see what dances you know and what dances might be new for your area. Uh, let's see if there are, oh yeah, there, there's some evening flights that get out. And you know, if you wanted to just stay overnight, maybe even at the Victorian Inn <laughs> and leave the next morning. There is a morning flight. Wow, we're getting even less expensive here. There's a morning flight also through Alaska Airlines, 5.45 a.m. departure time, and it gets back down to San Diego at 10.55. We, we definitely vouch for Alaska. We're not being paid by them. I have an Alaska card, uh, just a Visa card that gets me miles with Alaska, and I know that they do movies on the way. They're way more comfortable than some of the budget flights that we've taken before. San Diego people, highly recommend that you make the visit. You already know a lot of the dances uh, because one of your, your one of your San Diego dancers, I think, moved to Reno and shared some of the dances that she knows with them. So there will be a lot of overlap. 
as well as Dustin frequents San Diego to see what kind of dances y'all are doing down there. Mm-hmm. See if he can't bring anything back up here as well. Yeah. So if you, let's say, go to the Country Soul page on Facebook and message furiously into the, the chat box, we must take a mass trip to Reno from San Diego. Make it happen Whoever is behind the Country Soul page, cough, cough, Byron Roberson, uh, slash BJ, depending you know, if, if you know him well enough to call him BJ, uh, that, that could become a possibility in the next several months. You have lots of time to think about it. Would definitely encourage it. And if you do go during those first couple months of November, Makes it won't be... Was that? Weeks. Oh, a couple weeks of November. Uh, it won't be as hot as when we went. <laughs> and it won't be snowing yet either. Exactly. And we may just all see each other and get to dance together. Wouldn't that be lovely? Yeah. Let, let, let's have a convergent night for San Diego and NorCal up in Reno. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. Let's, let's party on up. Um, I do know that... One of the lessons, the lesson that Dustin was planning on teaching was five fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, but he didn't start the night with a lesson. He started the night with open dancing. Mm-hmm. So I will let. Uh, oh, sorry, five fifteen. I said five fifteen. I meant reason to stay. I wanted to show him five fifteen. My apologies. Um, but I will let you start the list. With Miss Step 5678. I'm not sure if she's all right with me saying her name on the Worldwide Line Dance podcast uh, and also Line Dancer Hyphen Radio.com. So I will just leave it at Step 5678. That is her Line Dance choreographer pseudonym. And her dance, A Good Thing, has made it all the way out to Reno. If she's listening now, they seem to really enjoy that. That was uh, the choice of opening dance that uh, Dustin went with. And as we've discussed in previous episodes, opener dances really set the tone for the night. And those are the ones that you play to get people out on the floor with something they know that they feel confident in, that gets their blood pumping, that makes them excited for whatever's to come. And the first dance he played was a good thing by step five, six, seven, eight. After that, we had going ham and groovy love, which you can find dance floors all over, at least the United States at uh, country bars for sure. And a, a surprise because I, I didn't know that they still dance this uh, unless it was just somebody who requested it and you know, other people followed it strut through my heart. I love that little dance. And it, you know, took first at Florida line dance classic a couple years ago. It, um, it, I guess qualified me to be in the finals for the USLDCC. Oh, or was that the one that I competed in the finals? That was when you competed. Oh, so that one got me first yeah. overall in beginner. Mm-hmm. Case for Kicks, I guess, must have qualified me for, for yes, for Florida Line Dance Classic uh, prior to that finals round. Yeah, so I I have such a soft spot for Strut Through My Heart. I don't even dance it in, in our local area. I, you know, we've probably discussed how it can be awkward to teach your own dances. You don't want to just push these on people. And there's so many great dances out there. Um, but when the music started playing and I got to dance it again, I could like feel all the punchy movements with the music in my body. Uh, it just reminded me how how much I enjoy that one and made me happy that I will that that it, that uh, it was when I sent it in. It was on my list of teaches for Pikes Peak, uh, 
line dance or bus. And I, there was one that I wasn't sure about because I, I, I think the step sheet says that it, was, it came out like May 2018 or something. It was some long ago time. And I didn't know if they'd want something that old in you know the line dance world. But just getting another chance to dance it, I think, is reason enough to teach any dance that you like. Because you know that if nothing else, you will dance it at the end of that teach. You might not dance it again for another year, but at least you get to do it then. Uh, and uh, I think there was a video of it as well that Patsy took, so I, I could see you know, other people jumping in on it and look like they were enjoying it as well. That makes me happy, uh, in addition to my own enjoyment. After that, we had a drifter, and then a two-step, and then another Christopher Gonzalez uh, bit of choreography. Baby DNCE with me. I know that we enjoy doing it to uh, Josh Turner's Why Don't We Just Dance? And here, I, I know that they do it to both, but here at Little Waldorf specifically, we were able to do it to the song Dance by DNCE, which it originally was choreographed to. Would you, a, ba a Baby Why Don't We Just Dance or Why Don't We Just Dance was the country song alternative to the original song Dance by DNCE, which is how it got the title, Baby DNCE with me. And one of the nice little things about doing this dance in Reno, in addition to just like, wow, they still dance this. That's great. I love it. Um, is we get to dance it with Andrew. And Andrew Roberts uh, has, has found a place or a few places in the song to clap along rhythmically with the lyrics. And it's, it's very satisfying to do because I don't think that was in the step sheet the way that he does it. And I like the way he hits it when he does that. So, of course... Many of us were clapping along with him on that. Baby DNC with me. Check it out on your line dance website of choice for step sheet. After that, we had Badonka Donk, which um, which you know we used to do all the time back in Sonoma County at Kodiak Jackson Mavericks. And there's a little bit of flair and culture that uh, you and your girls brought into that dance that I hadn't seen before. All y'all. Uh, did that whenever it was, probably at Tradewinds or, or maybe even Mavericks. Uh, what is that bit that you guys add into certain parts of the lyrics in Badonkadonk? So in Badonkadonk, when the song says, how she get those britches on, mm -hmm. instead of swaying back and forth or shaking your booty or whatever, we actually grab our our pants, like where you have like your belt loops, and we jump up and down as we're trying to like get <laughs> our pants on, because the idea is like, these are skin-tight pants. And I'm sure some ladies out there know the feeling of trying to wiggle into those pants that are fresh out of the dryer <laughs> and a little bit snugger than normal. So, yeah, that would be our added flair. All right, moving down the line, we had an after party to house party, which I think we did at GSR as well. Uh, Shady, which took a little convincing for us to do, but I think <laughs> I, I jumped into it. This was after our marathon session of it at the festival. Wooden nickel, two-step, nothing but you. And I wish we had had Sam with us for that. Yeah, I love that one. And definitely Sam really, really enjoys that one. And it's just nice to see that that Darren dance has made its way all through California, at least, because I know they do it down in SoCal and in San Diego. They do it in Sonoma County. And then now they do it in Reno, too. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I've even danced it once or twice at Stoney's, but it was more of a request than a, this is a regular Stoney's. After that, it was Keith's request, which was Can't Stop Us. Shout out to Elliot Marr. Um, 
Good to see that that dance is still alive and requested. After that was a classic, She Bangs. And I think I may have been uh, among the younger crowd yes. dancing that uh, on the side. I'm glad that, that, uh, that they're still doing that one. I may teach that locally at some point. Got Your Number, another Darren dance. Uh, definitely did that one. A lot of high kicks. <laughs> a lot of high kicks where, where you might expect that in the lyrics. Sinner, which was one of your teaches uh, a little while back uh, in Reno. And then Chase That Dollar, which I danced first with them years ago, and I, I'm glad yes. they still enjoy. I know uh, Max really likes that one, especially. I still like that one. And then Cowboy Cha-Cha at 7 p.m., two-step, uh, lesson of reason to stay at 7 to 8 p.m., and I took that lesson. It's one that I had not learned at Sonoma State Line Dance Club after you had taught it, but uh, which I saw that club members really did enjoy dancing every time. Uh, two-step after that, then the Wolf Backwood Bump from Mr. Brandon Zorsky. That that one, actually, I, I followed for the first time in Reno a few months back, and then I followed it just recently at Orwood in um, kind of about an hour and a half from home. And when I got back at Reno, I was excited, and I got it. I, I was able to follow it even better this time. So I think that's going to be one of my teachers down here because it's just it hits so nicely. And then the Bounce, one of the shiny new toys for both Reno and Stoney's Rock and Rodeo, as well as the uh, San Jose area in Fremont. Then Clap Snap, Reason to Stay, uh, which was, you know, as mentioned, taught earlier. Firebird, a partner dance. Two-step, Lonely Drum, which we've talked with them about potentially song switching to the song California because it goes really well by J-R-A-F-F-E. Damn by Rob Fowler, five exclamation points. Uh, Mukara Walk to the song Right Round, which I thought was an interesting uh, pairing. Mm-hmm. MGNO, representing a bit more Brandon Zahorsky. And then a review of The Dance You Taught, L-I-L-Y. Then New Thing, Two Step, My Uber Driver by Sonoma County's own Megan Barsulia. And then Hold Your Horses, which they kind of sprung on us yesterday, GSR, and did again tonight. But uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a good time, I would say. I mean, when people see that, they think, wow. Anything's possible in line dance. I, I like that. Sugar Honey IT, Get Ugly, Funk and Feel It, another one that they've been doing for at least the last two or three years and, and are still enjoying, as, as do I. Uh, but I did need to actually cheat and look at the step sheet last night, uh, or the previous night at GSR. Um, River City Cha-Cha, or Cha-Cha, as Jeremy would say. Uh, two-step, Larger Than Life, Freaky Skills. This is when it gets into some of our requests. Freaky Skills, with a Z at the end. Power Mix, uh, throwback Love, All Nighter, Music High. Uh, you can see the, the level of dance is starting to lean toward intermediate at this point. Uh, music High, Two-Step, Drop, Snap, and Globetrotten, which they've uh, been doing for the past few months. 515, you did it with uh, Natalie. Showstopper, uh, one of the ones that I danced back in 2015 when I knew only a few crossover dances between bar and events. Fishing at 9.45 p.m. I really think Cat Painter should make a trip out to Arena. They love her dances there. Just Feel Like Dancing, the dance of choice for Can't Stop the Feeling if you are us or, I guess, John Lieberman, uh, the choreographer of that dance. Black Ick 3, known by some as Black Ice, but on the step sheet it is Black Ick 3, IC3. Two Step at 9.55 p.m. This one you said, I'd either love you or hate you for requesting it, and we we kind of danced, uh, <laughs> put the hurt on me, and I'm glad that I had some prep for that because I'll be teaching it uh, in the next few days. Uh, then we had Sweet Sensation to the song Kiss the Sky, Sweet Dynamite, Whip It, and I don't think I saw a single person do Aces and Aces to it. 
Uh, we had us doing Whip It and people following Whip It, and it was a great time had by all. Wants and Needs, which I'm going to need to take a look at, because that song was interesting. Go ahead. Yeah, that one I spoke with uh, Dustin last trip that I was at Reno, and I forgot what it was called, so I was really glad that we got it again this weekend, because it's one that I want to teach, because it is just weird mm-hmm. in the song choice. Mm-hmm. After that, we had a two-step uh, Fight the Feelings, where they get into the high note, and it sounds like they're saying Feeny from Boy Meets World, but they're saying <laughs> Feelings. And then Have Fun Go Mad to Shake That by Eminem and Nate Dogg. Trust me. Yay. Uh, to, to really just blow some minds uh, on what's possible in line dance. And then we concluded the night with Natalie's request of Follow Me. And that ended the night at, it looks like, 10.33 p.m. After that, we really just kind of packed up and went because uh, it was a long drive on the way back. We dropped off Keith. Uh, Natalie kept me company in shotgun while I drove the rest of the way. And, uh, you know, after that point, once, once you get involved in a good conversation, the, the hours fly right by. Uh, what were your thoughts uh, in these final minutes on our weekend workshop in Reno? I had so much fun. I just, I was so glad that we had the opportunity to go through and teach them some new ones because the last one I taught them was Sinner and they've been teaching it for the last several months and really, really enjoying it. And Dustin's teaching it again actually I think this week so it's one of those that I'm like if I give them just a little taste of something else at least they'll know when we come back there's something else that they can play that we can dance and hopefully they'll like some of what we taught it felt good to host a workshop of our own Uh, we didn't do anything special or anything this time just because it was so last minute and it, we didn't have we didn't have any overhead so we were just like come out learn dances let's do this and the whole thing was just to give reno some new options of what's out there and give them an idea of what's possible so that was a lot of fun i was worn out by the end of little waldorf i had so much dancing it was so much fun i had a couple two steps in there um, since I've been recently learning how to two-step, and man, it was so much fun and definitely different moves than I was used to. Two things that I'd like to mention and encourage for folks, definitely don't be afraid to change things up. We know what it's like for every week to sound pretty similar playlist-wise, and if you can do something like a classics night or anything at all that's different, that can refresh the experience for everyone. In this case, it was bringing in an infusion of dances that they can now enjoy until the next dance that they they find and love. Uh, And, you know, with November, they'll have a good six months with these, and then we can bring them some more. The other thing is take care of your venues, and they will take care of you. There's so much that is possible when when you remind uh, yourself and your venue that like we're all here for each other go buy buy a meal buy some buy enough food for leftovers get, get a couple drinks uh, and you know, the venue will say hey you know what we really like when this dance group comes in they take care of us we're we're gonna see what we can do for them for a, maybe a weekend workshop you never know doesn't uh, doesn't hurt to try or uh, to ask yeah Absolutely. Uh, another idea, which we heard all weekend long, I'd never heard before, was Camp Spot, which is leave it better than the way you found it. So be respectful when you go out. Don't leave your trash everywhere, you know, and just have a good time. But also know that, you know, this is a place of business in that same ordering food and beverages and whatnot. 
All right, well, for Line Dance Podcast, which occasionally streams on <laughs> Line Dancer Radio every week, if you'd like to check that out, Line Dancer Radio, Line Dancer Radio, Line Dancer Radio.com. Check us out there. LineDancePodcast.com is where you can find all these episodes. This has been Christopher Gonzalez with Megan Barcelia. And until next time, we will see, see you on, on the, the dance floor. floor.